0: Thank you for tuning into Songs of Praise from 3ABN Australia Radio. We trust you'll enjoy this musical selection to bring you peace, comfort and hope. Music It's all Songs of praise endeavours to draw your heart, mind and soul to a closer relationship with your Saviour, Jesus Christ. If you're enjoying this music, encourage your friends to listen to this program each week.
1: Played the fool Your unseen hand was there Protecting me Though I've had my share of troubles I must confess to this reality When I look back on my yesterdays I have to raise my hands and say Lord, you've been If I'd confess to all my sins Forgiveness would be mine And faithful to your promise You cleanse the stain that sin had left behind Just like it never happened You held me in assured me of your mercy, restored me completely.
0: your family and friends to also enjoy songs of praise.
2: Deeper than the ocean and wider than the sea is the grace of the Savior for sinners like me. God makes me whole. His grace, yes, is grace reaches, reaches me. me. Yes, His grace, yes, is grace reaches, reaches me. And me. to last, to return Just to know that His grace reaches me, higher than the mountains and brighter than the sun. It was offered at Calvary. Greatest of treasures And it's mine today Though my sins were as scarlet He has washed them away His grace grace reaches me Yes, his grace, yes, his grace reaches, reaches me, me and will last through eternity. Now I'm under his control and I'm happy in my soul. Just to
3: this that the comforter abides with me he abides he abides hallelujah he abides with me i'm rejoicing night and day as i walk the pilgrim way for the comforter abides with me Since the Comforter abides with me, he abides, he abides, abides, he abides, hallelujah, he abides with me, with me. I'm rejoicing night and day as I walk the pilgrim way, for the Comforter abides with me. Day. All my burdens roll away, now the comforter abides with me.
0: We here at 3ABN Australia Radio are delighted to share songs of praise with you. We look forward to your company next time.
4: Welcome to 3ABN Australia Radio's book reading program. The book, The Ministry of Healing by Alan White, provides sound counsel regarding holistic health, Written in simple, beautiful language, Ministry Healing will point to a life full of joy and happiness, a life connected with the source of healing power. Let's join our book reader, Rosalie Ricards.
5: Hello, this is Rosalie, and I'm reading from the book Ministry of Healing by Alan White. Continuing Chapter 24. Subheading, Reasons for Discarding Flesh Foods. Those who eat flesh are but eating grains and vegetables second-hand. For the animal receives from these things the nutrition that produces growth. The life that was in the grains and vegetables passes into the eater. We receive it by eating the flesh of the animal. How much better to get it direct by eating the food that God provided for our use? Flesh was never the best food, but its use is now doubly objectionable since disease in animals is so rapidly increasing. Those who use flesh foods know little about what they are eating. Often if they could see the animals when living and know the quality of the meat they eat, they would turn from it with loathing. People are continually eating flesh that is filled with tuberculosis and cancerous germs. Tuberculosis, cancer and other fatal diseases are thus communicated to the body. The tissues of the swine swarm with parasites. Of the swine, God says, It is unclean for you to eat. You shall not eat of their flesh nor touch their dead carcasses. Deuteronomy 14 verse 8 This command was given because swine's flesh is unfit for food. Swine are scavengers, and this is the only use they were intended to serve. Never under any circumstances was their flesh to be eaten by human beings. It is impossible for the flesh of any living creature to be wholesome, when filth is its natural element and when it feeds on every detestable thing. Often animals are taken to market and sold for food when they are so diseased that their owners fear to keep them any longer. And some of the process of fattening them for market produces disease. Shut away from the light and pure air Breathing the atmosphere of filthy stables, perhaps fattening on decaying food, the entire body soon becomes contaminated with foul matter. Animals are often transported long distances and subjected to great suffering in reaching a market. Taken from the green pastures, and travelling for weary miles over the hot, dusty roads, or crowded into filthy cars, feverish and exhausted, often for many hours deprived of food and water, the poor creatures are driven to their death, that human beings may feast on their carcasses. In many places fish become so contaminated by the filth on which they feed as to be a cause of disease. This is especially the case when the fish come in contact with the sewage of large cities. The fish that are fed on the contents of the drains may pass into distant waters and may be caught where the water is pure and fresh. Thus, when used as food they bring disease and death on those who do not suspect the danger. The effects of the flesh diet may not be immediately realized, but this is no evidence that it is not harmful. Few can be made to believe that it is the meat they have eaten which has poisoned their blood and caused their suffering. Many die of diseases wholly due to meat eating, while the real cause is not suspected by themselves or by others. The moral evils of a flesh diet are not less marked than are the physical ones. Flesh food is injurious to health and whatever affects the body has a corresponding effect on the mind and the soul. Think of the cruelty to animals that meat eating involves and its effects on those who inflict and those who behold it. How it destroys the tenderness with which we should regard these creatures of God. The intelligence displayed by many dumb animals approaches so closely to human intelligence that it is a mystery. The animals see and hear and love and fear and suffer. They use their organs more faithfully than many human beings use theirs. They manifest sympathy and tenderness toward their companions in suffering. Many animals show an affection for those who have charge of them, far superior to the affection shown by some of the human race. They form attachments for man, which are not broken without great suffering to them. What man with a human heart, who has ever cared for domestic animals, could look into their eyes, so full of confidence and affection, and willingly give them over to the butcher's knife? How could he devour their flesh as a sweet morsel? It is a mistake to suppose that muscular strength depends on the use of animal food. The needs of the system can be better supplied and more vigorous health can be enjoyed without its use. The grains with fruits, nuts and vegetables contain all the nutritive properties necessary to make good blood. These elements are not so well or so fully supplied by a flesh diet. Had the use of flesh been essential to health and strength, animal food would have been included in the diet appointed man in the beginning. When the use of flesh food is discontinued, there is often a sense of weakness, a lack of vigor. Many urge this as evidence that the flesh food is essential. but. It is because foods of this class are stimulating, because they fever the blood and excite the nerves, that they are so missed. Some will find it as difficult to leave off flesh eating as it is for the drunkard to give up his dram. But they will be better for the change. When flesh food is discarded, Its place should be supplied with a variety of grains, nuts, vegetables and fruits that will be both nourishing and appetizing. This is especially necessary in the case of those who are weak or who are taxed with continuous labor. In some countries, where poverty abounds, flesh is the cheapest food. Under these circumstances, the change will be made with greater difficulty but it can be affected. We should, however, consider the situation of the people and the power of lifelong habit, and should be careful not to urge even right ideas unduly. None should be urged to make the change abruptly. The place of meat should be supplied with wholesome foods that are inexpensive. In this matter, very much depends on the cook. With care and skill, dishes may be prepared that will be both nutritious and appetizing and will to a great degree take the place of flesh food. In all cases educate the conscience, enlist the will, supply good wholesome food and the change will be readily made and the demand for flesh will soon cease. Is it not time that all should aim to dispense with flesh foods? How can those who are seeking to become pure, refined and holy, that they may have the companionship of heavenly angels, continue to use as food anything that has so harmful effect on both soul and body? How can they take the life of God's creatures that they may consume the flesh as a luxury? Let them rather return to the wholesome and delicious food given to man in the beginning and themselves practice and teach their children to practice mercy towards the dumb creatures that God has made and has placed under our dominion. End of chapter 24. Chapter 25 EXTREMES IN DIET Not all who profess to believe in dietetic reform are really reformers. With many persons, the reform consists merely in discarding certain unwholesome foods. They do not understand clearly the principles of health, and their tables, still loaded with harmful dainties, are far from being an example of Christian temperance and moderation. Another class in their desire to set a right example go to the opposite extreme. Some are unable to obtain the most desirable foods and instead of using such things as would best supply the lack, they adopt an impoverished diet. Their food does not supply the elements needed to make good blood. Their health suffers, their usefulness is impaired and their example tells against rather than in favour of reform in diet. Others think that, since health requires a simple diet, there need be little care in the selection of the preparation of food. Some restrict themselves to a very meagre diet, not having sufficient variety to supply the needs of the system. And they suffer in consequence. Those who have but a partial understanding of the principles of reform are often the most rigid, not only in carrying out their views themselves, but in urging them on their families and their neighbours. The effect of their mistaken reforms, as seen in their own ill health and their efforts to force their views upon others, give many a false idea of dietetic reform. And lead them to reject it altogether. Those who understand the laws of health and who are governed by principle will shun the extremes, both of indulgence and of restriction. Their diet is chosen not for the mere gratification of appetite, but for the upbuilding of the body. They seek to preserve every power in the best condition for the highest service to God and man. The appetite is under the control of reason and conscience, and they are rewarded with health of body and mind. While they do not urge their views offensively upon others, their example is a testimony in favor of right principles. These people have a wide influence for good. To be continued...
4: Join us again next time when Rosalie Ricards continues reading from the book, The Ministry of Healing, here on your station, 3ABN Australia Radio. Let's listen to William Ackland as he shares a psalm from his paraphrase of the Bible
3: called The Gift.
6: Psalm 63, a psalm of David, was written in the wilderness of Judah. And the theme for this psalm is Joy in the Fellowship of God. O God, you are my God. As soon as I rise, I will seek your face. My deep yearnings are for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and dreary land where no water can be found. I knew that I should look for you in the sanctuary. I see your power and your glory. Because your never finding love is better than life itself, my lips shall constantly praise you. In this and other ways, I will show how much I cherish you each day. I will raise my hands up to you in honour for your name. My soul shall be satisfied as rich foods satisfy the body, and only praise for you shall come from my mouth. When I think of you as I lie on my bed, I reflect on your goodness in my waking moments, because you have always been the one to help me. Therefore, I will rejoice with your arms around me. I want to stay close to you, for it is your right hand that sustains me. But those who are seeking to crush the life out of me shall themselves go where dead men lie. Their life shall be poured out by the thrust of the sword. Then all they are good for is food for the jackals. But the king shall delight in God. All who enter a vow with him shall exult. But the mouth of those who tell lies shall have nothing more to say.